You're listening to The Sunday Show with Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Welcome back to the show. Very appreciative. We could not do this were it not for Derek McGarry and for those of you who support his State Farm Agency, as well as your li- our listeners. We're very appreciative. We've got with us on the phone Ms. Mackenzie Murphy, who is a student of uh, Liberty Ilo, as well as Stigger, who's a student at Texas High. Both of these ladies represent homecoming queens. We tried to get Miss Stasia Taylor from Arkansas High during the break, but evidently uh, I got some technical challenges. So uh, one of you communications majors at some point might need to come up here and, and help us out with that. And, and it's obvious that they're listening to the show. And, and, and let me say, if they are listening, what has happened? We got the number 903-559-5678. And we've tried to call that number Four times, and we've gotten no answer to that number. Now, I see a number here that they're calling on, 870-826-5884. And it said no voicemail set up for that particular yes, phone? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So, we have tried to call uh, Stasia again, and I'm sure that there's a mistake, but the mistake, and we'll accept the fact that maybe the mistake it up is us. But, uh, unfortunately, we're not connecting up with Stasia this morning, and, 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 and I'll say this, and I'm sure they're listening, that uh, if we can't get her this morning, we'll get her. You know, we'll get her again. We, we may, well, we can't get her next week because we're not going to be here, but we won't overlook her. We'll get her. Unfortunately, we're having this problem. All right, Miss Ashlyn Stigger, I want to I want to ask you a question here. Um, I remember my ten year class reunion. We ha- we actually struggled to get it together and to have it because everybody was still at that. I just got out of school. I just started a career. I just finished, you know, medical school or my master's program or whatever. Um, and then other people who weren't classroom leaders, they didn't come back to Little Rock. So all it was, it was, it, it turned out to be great, but it was a hot mess putting it together. And I know because I had the chair of the committee. But where do you see yourself ten years from now, Ashlyn Stigger? I don't know if it's going to be back in Texarkana or successfully working or married. But kind of where do you, if you could script your life, where would you be ten years from today? Okay, I would say. Definitely, and hopefully I will not be in Texarkana because I've lived here my whole life. Keep it real, okay? Get out and, <laughs> and experience the world. Um, I plan on, you know, having my ma- my degree in the major I chose, nursing, um, with a house. And if God has the plan for me to be married, then that is his plan. If not, then oh well. And... Yeah, just to be doing what I want to do and living the life I want to live and I've planned. All right. You remind me a little bit of myself. I had this whole power, prestige, and property mentality, and then I met my wife and all of that changed. Okay, Mackenzie, same question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from today? Um, I see myself with my communications degree, hopefully working as a PR specialist at a firm or organization or something like that with the hopes of opening my own firm one day and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not, who knows, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, 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 I heard both of you and I respect the position involved God in it because that's what you're going to need in a marriage. You're going to need some guidance from God. Um, so many of us and, and, and when I say us, that includes me, we go out and see a young lady who's nicely built and big pretty legs and she looks good and we like her hair 
and and we take her and then we go later and say god look who i brought to you you know and he said well hey i didn't I, you know I, i'm not in that so unfortunately for many of us by the next week we had to go back to god and say god where is she and so let me certainly from being married tell you that you need to to, to take your time and 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 involve uh, god in it because it, it, it's it marriage is a ceremony only one time, and after that, it becomes a job. And in order to be successful on the job, you have to have God in in the mix, okay? Uh, I believe it was Ashlyn. I've kind of been sitting by. We've been trying to get uh, hooked up with Stasia, and for some reason, we're not making it. So I think it was Ashlyn that I heard indicate something about her math teacher. Was that correct, that you had a math teacher who was right on point, that she— took everybody into consideration, and you really enjoyed her. Was that you, Ashlyn? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes, Ms. Diaz. Yes, okay. Uh, again, you heard me say that I'm a former teacher and a principal and, mm-hmm. and, and, a, and, a, and a deputy superintendent. And so I'm familiar with math teachers and many science teachers. And I was glad to hear you say that because too often math and science teachers uh, would prefer not to have to teach the uh, from medium to low kids, they would only uh, prefer to have the exceptional students in because they want to go. They know, let's go, let's go, let's go. And what happens to kids like me, we get left behind. Uh, and so I always, and specifically when I was principal, I said to math teachers, hold up. You know, after all, we're not just teaching books, we're teaching kids. And there ought to be something in you uh, where you can reach a kid like Don Nelson, who doesn't know his name from down, who doesn't know how to put on his clothes from time to time. There ought to be something, but most math teachers don't want to take that time. They really want to take the exceptional kids and discourage the other kids from coming to take that class. So I don't know your teacher, but I do want to give a shout out to her because it's very important. There are a lot of kids in the math class and a science class that can get it, but they can't get it at the same rate. So, you know, we have to just kind of slow down and get them, but that's not what a lot of math teachers want. They don't want to slow down. They want to take the exceptional few and go on. And I'm saying every kid, my experience is from being an educator, that every kid can learn the same thing that any other kid can learn, providing that they don't have any uh, disabilities and they have an interest. All right. I heard you uh, young ladies talk about the sororities, and both of you said that you would like to pledge Delta now. Philip and I are Omegas, so you know what that means to us, uh, because the Deltas are our sisters. Now, I don't want to get in trouble with your parents. Uh, so, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I probably don't want to see your parents uh, pretty soon, but in the meantime, I ran into that same type of situation with my son. I'm an Omega. He went to school at Fayetteville, and when he came back, he was impressed with the Alphas. And I'll tell you what I said as a parent. I said to him, well, is that are you sure and he said well i don't know he i think he was confused he finally wound up not pledging anything but i as omega and as a parent i simply said to myself i have no business deciding on his religion and his fraternity and his wife i'm gonna let him you know and i finally said to him that if you decided to pledge alpha fine i'll pay for it now you're not gonna hear a lot of parents say that most parents will tell kids if you don't pledge what i'm what i'm in and if i'm in the ku klux klan if you don't pledge that i'm not gonna pay for it but that was not my attitude my attitude is i want you to belong to something and do well and whatever you choose you do well and i'm gonna pay for it and then i simply said to him 
I said, look at me. If you decide to choose to be an alpha, that's fine. I want you to be the best alpha because you and I are already brothers and we're going to be brothers. So again, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I want to cover, cover for you all that says I kind of want to be Delta's, but you have Zetas. But again, that was the attitude I, I took and I hope your parents are listening. Go ahead. Mackenzie Murphy, same question. And, and outside of your parents, I know they have a ministry and they have a platform and they're influential, but who are your role models outside? Outside of your parents, or do you have any? I would say my biggest role model is actually my mom's best friend. Her name is Veronica Jackson. She lives in Kansas, but she's definitely probably my biggest role model because she embodies the person who I want to be in the future. Where at where she you know does different things and believes in herself. And then another one I would say is my physics teacher from last year. Her name is Trisha Tennyson. Same reason. She she's who I want to be when I am an adult. Yeah. And they've helped me through a lot of different situations in my life. Now, Ashlyn, I don't know if you had somebody in addition to Miss Diaz that was a role model. But if you did, go ahead and plug them now outside of your parents and Miss Diaz, I should say. Um, I would say Miss Shayla White. Um. She has just really been, like, inspirational and helpful to me. She has her own um, cooking program called Prepping to Live, and she just basically teaches people how to cook. She's so nice, and she's always helping me, and she's always there for me when I need her. And I, she's a um, – I forgot what I was going to say, but I just love her and love everything about her, and I'm thankful for her. And also I would love to say that – you know, there's other people in my life that have been role models. I just, I don't have uh, all the names, but it's just been a variety of people, the good and bad people, because I've learned from them and I've used them to my own life to get me where I am today. All right, Mackenzie Murphy, you are only 17 years old and you're thinking I'm trying to get my thing going and the rest of my life in front of me. But what you may not realize is that there are a lot of young ladies behind you or maybe even your peers, they look at you. You're their model. You're their example setter. You're their role model. What advice would you have for that younger person or that student or even that person who is your peer? I would say my biggest piece of advice is to never settle for anything, whether it be a grade or an opportunity. If you have the opportunity to to get something better and do better for yourself, I would say do it because that's probably my biggest regret in high school is my freshman and sophomore year, I would just settle for whatever grade I had. And I really started applying myself when I was a junior. And if I had to apply myself now as a freshman, I would definitely be a little bit higher academically. So, yeah, I would say never settle for anything. All right, Ashton, I'm going to ask you that same question. And, Mackenzie, I had a very similar experience. I got pissed off, and that's a bad word. My daddy always thought of it as a cuss word, so let me rephrase it. I was very upset with myself because I was working hard and I was making 88s and 89s in classes. And once I got sick and tired of making 88s and 89s and I decided I'm going to make an A, boom, all of a sudden I could make straight A's. Here's the crazy part. I could have done that a lot sooner if I just got disgusted and decided to do something about it. But having said all that, what advice would you have for that young person who is coming behind you? Um, and you, you, you may not recognize recognize it now but you're influential and and you do have a platform and people do look at you so what would you say to them i 
would say that education is important. It's one of the many things that's free, and you control your education. No one can take that away from you. There are so many resources out here that we can use to educate our own self and to have knowledge and to understand what's going on in this world. So I would say definitely take education very, very importantly. Important. <laughs> Sorry. Mackenzie, you are the drum majorette for Ellie, right? Yes. Did I hear you say that? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I had an opportunity when I first started teaching to work with bands. I was kind of the band assistant for six years, and so I do understand. And watch them uh, when we, uh, you know, a lot of people get up at halftime and go to the concession stand, but by virtue of the fact that uh, I had the opportunity to actually develop all the marching uh, halftime routines at, at Booker Washington, I watched the bands. And, you know, there's no doubt about uh, Texas High's band. I mean, they got the money over there and whatever the case may be, and they're super and everything. But I am, again, totally impressed with the L.E. band. Uh, I, I watch all of the that you come with out on the field. You know, you feel like you're sitting up in a, in a theater somewhere in Hollywood. And I also, I know the young lady, uh, and that's a shout out to the band director. I had a chance to talk with her. Uh, and you guys have a super band. I, what impresses me most is... Uh, after Christmas, when your pep band gets started, uh, you know, how they jam in the stands. You know, again, I indicated that I'm an Omegan. If you remember on last year, we tried to come to the games last year. We we went to the uh, one of the, the games at L.E. And I was impressed with the uh, rap and the prep and the, and the, and the pep band uh, repertoire that you have because I'm also familiar with Gremlin and Prairie View and whatever the case may be. And I feel like by virtue of the fact that your band director is African-American, that she has picked up a lot of the rips from the college bands. You don't hear that from the other high school bands, probably because of the fact that it. But again, I hear that, and, and I really can't. You know, sometimes when I come and I hear you all play, I think I'm listening to Gremlin. Again, it may be Prairie View, and it could be, again, uh Florida and in. But in the meantime, I'm really impressed. But as I said, I don't have to say any more about uh, T. High's band. Everybody know they're super. And I'm not going to take away totally from Arkansas High's band. I think they have a way to go in terms of improving, especially with the technology and that kind of thing. And I know they're listening this morning, but that's fine. You know, I'm just um, going to say what I need to say because I already know there won't be but six people at my funeral. So in the meantime, uh, uh, <laughs> Mackenzie, and, and not, not, uh, uh, let me go back to you, Ashlyn. You you indicated that you had participated in track at one time. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And you did that your freshman and sophomore years? I did that in junior. Okay. Okay. And you decided that that was not for you? A lot of time spent. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, then. Okay. All right. Now, again, uh, I can recall being in high school, and so can Philip. And Philip is here with me. And Philip has sort of a notoriety in that Philip went to Little Rock Central. And I know you all probably know 
the story of Little Rock Central because it's it's historical and highly no, uh, notarized specifically of what went down with integration in 1957. Uh, he was very fortunate. He was not there in 1957, but he should have been because he would have taken care of all those protesters out on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so the Little Rock National who owns. So again, he, he's a graduate of Little Rock Central. I, I can remember uh, being in high school, having a great time. Uh, and so when we have a reunion, I don't miss because I recall those great times. But some days in high school were not the best. So, Ashton, starting with you, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, two questions in one. If you go back and look at your high school days and you still in at age 17, I think I was 17 when I graduated, uh, what would you say one of your most memorable events and experiences and then Turn around and tell me, you know, maybe something had happened that you would like to not remember about high school. Okay, well, for starters, I would say most definitely the football games. Like this past Friday, we played, our football team played against Jacksonville, and I got to run the flags and do the cheer, the cheer stunts and everything with the cheerleaders and just be, um, you know, a part of all the, the, things that we had going on at that football game. Also, I would say the pep rallies. Um, sorry, Arkansas High, but the bacon fry that we always have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. It looks like we're yeah, blessed. I, Go ahead. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed all the fun activities that we've done. And um, I would say one of the most challenges that I've faced in high school that I I'm glad that I went through it it would have to be my freshman year when I got picked to be on the varsity volleyball team and I was the only freshman and I was so nervous and scared and didn't know what to do okay and you know it wasn't peaches and cream, and it's it's you know you you and your teammates are gonna argue here and there and there, sure. and so I'm glad I went through it. You know, it built me up and it helped me. It prepared me for life and helped me understand that constructive criticism that was I was faced with, and yeah. that you know some people some people are just gonna be blunt, which you know you can't you're gonna have to take it and learn from it and get over it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <clears throat> You know, again, I don't have to say again when you say Arkansas High, that strikes my a nerve with me because again, I, I I grew up alone when we were segregated, and I never thought I'd be a hog, and eventually it caught up with me, and so I just have to say that we were blessed this year to not have to play you all because we really, from the way it looked, we'd have been fried real well. You know, it looks like Texas High had one of their better teams. I mean, I I, I you know I watched them too, and and I, and I pulled for them every every uh, game except when they play us and looks like they're scoring about 50 or 60 on everybody so maybe the COVID worked out for us this year where we didn't have to play them in the meantime tell us a little bit about some experiences that you enjoyed and maybe experiences too that you did not I would say both questions have the same answer and that is being drum major uh-huh. the experience that I have being the drum major is so rewarding seeing all of the kids' faces when we make one of the contests because next, well, not next week, but the next week we're going to go to a state qualifying contest and we 
have the possibility of being the first member of a band to qualify for state. Okay. And, you know, being the drum major for that is extremely rewarding, but it's also extremely challenging because there was two of us, but the other drum major due to COVID had to step down and start marching. And so a lot of the things that I have to do are usually done with two or three people, but it's only me. Right. But I would definitely say that although it's challenging, it is definitely worth it. It's something that I will always remember and something that I'll, I will always have an appreciation for. Okay. Who is your fine arts building named after? That's a great at, question. At L.E. <laughs> You haven't had chance. Well, I understand that because I was in high school and I didn't worry about who the buildings were named after. I, I was worried about the teachers. But let me, the reason I ask you that because it's named after uh, Mr. Robert Utsey. Uh, right. Mr. Robert Utsey and I, uh, you know, even though he's famous, I'm not, went to the same church, played in the <laughs> same high school band, and also played in the same college band and he was outstanding but i understand you know in high school you don't worry about the names of buildings you you know you you're keeping up with the names of your peers in the meantime we're going to go to a little break don't y'all go away because we got a, a few more minutes but we're going to go to a little break and when we return we're going to come right back with you stay tuned the sunday show will continue with donald nelson and philip o'donald brought to you by state farm agent Derek mcgarry on texarkana's 104.7 ktoy this year has many people pondering the question, am I prepared for life's unpredictable moments? 2020 definitely offers new proof that things can change in the blink of an eye. Before these random, accidental, or unpredictable moments happen, we are here to help you prepare for them, just as we've always been and always will be. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 or visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. An important message from Mayor Alan Brown. We've got an amazing city. I'm asking you to help keep it that way. Before you click to buy, look local first. It helps keep the money you make in Texarkana, and it keeps the Texarkana economy moving and growing. Growing so we can afford to have the terrific schools and facilities for our kids. First responders to keep us safe so that we can build for the future the kind of Texarkana we want for everyone. Look local first. Keep Texarkana You're listening to The Sunday Show with Donald Nelson and Phil. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Welcome back to the show. Very appreciative. We have with us on the line Liberty Ilo's own Mackenzie Murphy, as well as Texas High's Ashlyn Stigger. Both of these young ladies are homecoming queens. And it's kind of a big deal, Brother Nelson, if Mm -hmm. you look at um, recent history. Um, Miss Universe, Miss America, Miss Teen America, Miss... If it's like all the major pageants, even all of them had black women yeah. or mixed women. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of a big deal all of a sudden that um, a sister can get her due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas in the past, the doors were closed. Yeah, and, and I want these two young ladies to know that from being a principal, uh, I want them to understand that their life is not the same. They're not the same person that they were before then because actually uh, you don't choose people to be role models for. People choose you. And as uh, Philip said, uh, there are a lot of little girls that are looking at you. So that means that you from now on out will have to be an example uh, and a model for little girls behind you that you don't even know 
that they are looking at you because once you become famous and you too are now famous, uh, you probably was famous before then, then you live in a glass house uh, and you can only see the people in front of you, but the people uh, on the side and behind you are looking at you when you don't know. So don't forget that, okay? All right. Um, young ladies, we're going to involve you uh, right here. We don't have a few minutes left. But I'm very disturbed being an African-American male about uh, what happens with our African-American males. They're winding up being incarcerated. Uh, almost every college, uh, every university you go to, uh, there are three times more African-American females in college than young men. And wh what do you all think? And you probably see some of that in high school. Wh what's happening and, and what's your solution to that? We're going to start off uh, again with you, Ashlyn. I would say that, um, you know, African-American males, I believe they need to find a role model that is that is important to them and that is has positive feedback to give them because a lot of times they tend to, to surround themselves with people that, that, that doesn't even have a plan for life, that sure. uses drugs and drops out of school, yeah. you know, ends up in jail, doesn't want to do anything. So I would say that they should definitely surround themselves with people that want the best for them because it it's important for our African-American males to get that degree and go off to college and do something with themselves because they can. I've seen it. They're really smart. They have the knowledge and power to do it. They just get lazy and they give up and they think it's nothing wrong with, you know, having a dream to go play sports in college and want to do You also have to have a plan B just in case something happens. Yes, and some of you, and there'll be somebody out there for you to marry. Because, again, like I said, we don't discriminate you because you know, they're green guys, red guys, pinstripe guys, and polka dot guys if, if they won't work. In the meantime, Mackenzie, what, what, what do you think? What's the solution for them? I think the biggest solution is to understand that it is perfectly okay to show your intelligence. A lot of the time, especially in my school, the African-American guys are getting made fun of and bullied because they yeah. are smart yeah. and because they don't necessarily want to right. play sports or anything like that. And so I would definitely say the number one thing is to understand that it is okay to be smart and have goals and have ambitions and things like that. Good. Well, I'll say this: um, when when the mothers and the young ladies like the smart guys, then being smart will become cool all of a sudden. So, yeah. and I say that from experience. Let me ask you, ladies, this, and this isn't a part of our script, and I probably shouldn't ask it because we really don't have enough time. But do you have any thoughts or observations when you see a Kamala Harris and the platform that she has, and the fact that she's married to a white guy or a Serena, or you know, you can go down the list. But just what are your thoughts about the glass ceilings that are being broken? Let's limit the question to that. How about you, Ashlyn? Real quick, because we out of time um i would just say you know i'm proud of kamala for the things she she does um and she has done i don't really involve myself with politics a lot i try to stay out of it but you know for her to be the first african-american woman to do what she has done i congratulate her mckenzie murphy same question and i know you probably a little bit more political because of your parents 
I definitely am. But I would say, you know, just seeing that is so encouraging. Even though I was never the child to be like, oh, black people can't do this. I've always known that black people could do anything. It is still so encouraging to see a black woman being the vice president of America, especially coming out of the presidency that we um, have seen right now. Seeing that is just garbage so time is almost encouraging. over. It's so beautiful <laughs> to see. <laughs> All right, Ashlyn, I understand uh, when I was your age, I didn't worry about politics now. But after all, we're not in my day anymore. We're in your day. You're going to have to get involved and get worried about politics, because if you don't worry about it, it won't worry about you. Uh, the survey shows that a lot of uh, youngsters complain that not very much is done for them. That's because of the fact they're not involved. So if you want things to be done for young people like you, you got to count. And so you got to get in there and know who's running for this, who's running for that vote. Listen, young ladies i'm impressed with you all uh the way you all answer the questions you all are sharp you know uh, as a gillette blue blade and so again congratulations to both of you you're gonna do well and when you all get in there in the next five years and you're millionaires send philip and i a, a little something back here if it's not anything but two dollars okay 20, 20, 20. okay all right y'all have a good day and and and, and i think i uh, certainly appreciate your parents for letting you uh get involved and they ought to be proud of you in the meantime that's all for our show hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back next week with another exciting uh, show and more exciting guests that is all for this edition of the ktoy sunday show wash your hands wear your mask now on behalf of philip o'donnell and great wonderful people here at Tuscany radio thanks for being our listeners and being kind enough to tune into our show remember at ktoy the station that cares about the quality of your life the soul of the city all right we're going straight to the quote and the quote is lord fill our mouth with worthwhile stuff and nudge us when we have said enough and he just did see you again next week the sunday show with donald nelson and philip o'donnell returns next sunday morning from nine to ten and if you have questions about today's show contact billy bland billy at texarcanaradio.com the views and opinions expressed during the sunday show are not necessarily the views and opinions of texarcana radio center